release the hounds. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Video Dog Pound podcast. I'm Dan. And I am Casey. And we are so glad to be back we are here. We're jacked out of our skulls. Hang out with you. We've had coffee. Candy and coffee. <laughs> yes. All the above have happened. Yes, very true. What's very up, man? Very true. How are you doing I today? am doing well. I am <laughs> getting over a cold. And uh, uh, so now that I'm on sugar and caffeine, I feel great. That's awesome. Yes. That's great. Let's give you guys an update on what's been happening around the pound. We have several products currently in development uh, on the Wave Brigade and the Fangs Film Gear front. Mm, yes. Uh, really cool stuff coming down the chute here at Wave Brigade. Um, Destruction Pack Ooh. is happening. Yes. Uh, we broke a lot of things in our studio. We broke most of the things. Um, and we got some freaking rad sound effects and yep. cannot wait to get that out to you guys. Um, it was uh, by far the most injury prone yes. um, session we've ever done done mm -hmm. there may be some blood some in the damage. carpet we had to throw away some stuff we um some some materials we hurt things yes physically scored um, a garbage can out of it though that's true so that's pretty sweet. Not a sweet can sweet can uh around ground control we have some premium training coming out pretty quick here uh as soon as we get off our button finish editing it that's a lot to edit yes it is um, but it's a lot for you to take in too yeah it is so we also have a new LUT pack coming out hopefully in the next week or two, and then another one right on its tail. Real so soon. very excited for that as well. Yeah, super cool. A lot of new stuff coming out. And, of course, if you want to stay up to speed on that, go to rthstudios.com and uh, sign up for the newsletter. It'll be awesome. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Nice. So today, Casey, we uh, decided we're going to talk about awesome things to kick off this new year. Yes. Right? Right. Being more creative Thinking outside of the box, that's a goal that we set for ourselves here at uh, Release the Hounds. And just being more like innovative with the way we do things, mm -hmm. right? It's always nice when you can take a way that you're doing something and improve it and make it faster, make it more efficient. For sure. Um, and sometimes, like I think what we're going to be talking about today is sometimes you can, you can kind of break the rules a little bit and uh, maybe get away with... Some, I guess, life hacks or production hacks. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully get a better product and less time with less work and all the all the good things. Everybody yeah. likes that. And that's what that's what we're all about here is is sharing our experiences to hopefully help you guys do the same. Mm. Um, so our our goal today is to take a specific application, but one that's generally used quite a bit in the production world, mm. right? Mm -hmm. So today we're gonna be talking about a, kind of like a roundtable discussion style interview. Yeah. If I can call it that. I don't know. Do you have a better yeah, name for it? Yeah, it's a video segment of multiple people talking. So it's not just one person talking to another, but it's like at least three or four people maybe around a table discussing a subject. Correct. Right? Correct. So um, yeah. this might be for a series of videos, might be for a training, uh, something like that, where there's, you know, a panel of experts, I guess. Right. And uh, right. so there's, there's a few challenges to this. First of all, if they're actually around a round table... Uh -huh. There's multiple people, then you're going to run into maybe some concerns with camera angles and getting mm -hmm. cameras in the shot. Blocking. Um, yeah. And just kind of positioning people. Yep. Yep. There's uh, issues of where do you put lights? Uh, how do you keep the light spill off the background? How do you do audio? Right. Um, just kind of the normal stuff that you wouldn't necessarily think of like, oh, yeah, let's do a roundtable discussion. And then you get there and you're like, oh. 
this looks terrible. <laughs> this is this is a little this bit is, more challenging. This than is I the thought. worst. Yes. Yeah. So we might be encountering this exact situation here in the near future in mm-hmm. the, this year, um, and and we were thinking to ourselves like, just what do we have, and how can we do this better, right? Rather yeah. than taking a ton of gear because there's there's a high likelihood that we're going to have to travel to do this particular project mm-hmm. to get it done. We did record a whole episode dedicated to uh, traveling and production and like some some ways and tips that will help improve uh, efficiency and just things to think about that people don't really think about. You can find that on SoundCloud um, if you want to go back and check that out. But um, but what we want to talk about today is like just some just some different ways to approach this specific application mm. of of production, right? So imagine in your head there is a uh, a maybe a small round dining room table, right? It's maybe, I don't know, four feet in diameter. Sure. And you have three to four people sitting around it and they're discussing a topic and you want to make sure that you're providing good lighting, coverage, and audio capture from every person because every person here has a a uh, a point of expertise that they want to speak into this subject, right? Yeah. They're all important. Mm-hmm. No one here is to be excluded. They need to be covered just as well as everyone else. Um, so wh- wh- where do you want to start here? Do you want to talk camera, lights, action? Yeah, where do you I mean, talk? I, I, I think maybe we'll, we'll talk about how we would do this ideally. Like if you had infinite okay. time and money um, and you were in a studio. Okay, so the picture perfect. Yeah, you were in a controlled environment. Right. You had right. everything at your disposal. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I think ideally you would want probably all of them wearing uh, labs. Right. You would want that being recorded by somebody who's in charge of sound, sound mixer, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Probably light them either from above or from probably like far away with a big source, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, to give that diffused light. Um, maybe it's a silk hung over them. Maybe it's uh, something like a big shamira, mm-hmm. um, something to kind of give that nice light. And I think you would want a camera on each person. I oh, mean, for if, sure. If you could work it out, you would want a camera just like everyone to have their own camera so that you could easily edit it however you wanted later. Right, right. Um, you might also have a master shot or a wide shot of um, of all of them at the table. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. I think that would be ideal. I mean, is there anything else you would do in an ideal situation? Yeah, I think um, I, I think you, you hit everything that that needs to be hit on that on that particular application. The one thing I was going to mention about the cameras is you probably need um, cameras fairly far away so yeah. that you don't catch other cameras or camera operators in the frame mm-hmm. when you're when you're switching back to like person one and two or whatever you don't want to see the cameraman covering person three or four sure. in that shot so you probably want cameras that are probably completely cloaked in darkness in the background with a really long lens mm-hmm. so that adds another expense to that too right yeah. you probably need really nice uh, you know, zoom or telephoto lenses to to capture that. You can have nice soft background. So if you happen to do catch someone or something yeah. production related in the background, it'll be blurry and you mm-hmm. won't really, you know, have a, a it won't good be distracting. It yeah. won't be distracting from the sure. content that the person speaking is providing. So that that was my only. I don't know. When I think of this, I, I wonder if you could start. If you had three people, let's say, like four people would be really tricky. I think. Oh, I think so too. Um, but if you had three people, you could. Uh, in theory, at least have a 
camera directly across the table from one person and then have them. So you basically have six people around the table. Three of them are cameras and three of right. them are people, you know. Right. Right. And so you're just shooting across. And that might work if you had the right type of lenses, you had the right focal lengths, all that type of stuff. Um, and so that might work. But for four people, uh, it gets a little tricky and you'd probably have to put a camera. In, I mean, you'd, you'd do essentially the same thing, but I don't think you would... Well, you, able, ju- you just cross shoot, right? Yeah, you would have to shoot. I, I guess not directly across, but like kind of to the side at an angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so each person is like shooting across the table and slightly to their left. You know. Yep. Yeah. And so um, that might be a little bit trickier to keep all the camera guys out of frame. So that that's the situation where I think you'd have to bring the cameras farther away and zoom in. Um, for it mm. to actually work out. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the strategies that we came up with when we were discussing uh, maybe a, a different out-of-the-box type way, kind of non-conventional way to go about capturing this this project, mm-hmm. right? Getting getting the media that's necessary to make this into a watchable thing that consists of good in-focus Video capture, yeah. good audio recording, and nice lighting to yeah. accommodate the the um, the talent. Right. One of the things that we came up with was you don't always have to have a bunch of cameras. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That was a big thing. Um, so, uh, and outside of the box, I guess this, this would just be like tip number one: is like, you know, do you have access to a camera? that shoots at a higher resolution than your deliverable? And mm-hmm. if so, can you make a one-camera shoot equal two cameras in post? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I think, that a little bit? I think that works really well for, um, like, a like one person talking. You know, you can, you can have them... You can basically frame a wide shot with your, let's say, your 4K camera. Right. Right? And then you can punch into uh, 1080p with uh, if you're going to deliver a 1080p right, and kind of right. get a closer. I guess if you had the people around the table and you had one camera, um, you could you you might be able to push put that camera far away and then crop in to maybe one or two people right. and kind of like you might be able to shoot like three people with two cameras that right, way, right, you know, if you right. had two UHD cameras. Uh-huh. Um, so that might work. Uh, if you were in a situation where you didn't have a, like just a bunch of cameras laying around. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's also, I mean, you could you could move the cameras. You could pan in between people who are talking. Sure. I think uh, that ideally, I mean, you wouldn't really want to do that because it, it, it just makes it harder in post. You know, it's like if you... If somebody just blurts out and starts talking, you have to whip over to them, and hopefully you get focus, and hopefully everything is great. Yeah, yeah. but um, but it can get really tricky. But ideally, you'd want you'd want cameras on sticks, locked down. You don't have to touch the focus because they're not going to move. Yeah, you're just exactly. covering them talking. Yeah. Um. So so just to just to bring this back around, um, you you don't necessarily need to have one camera for every person. That's what we're getting at here. Exactly. You could yeah. in in a out of the box style thinking about this, you could go and if you don't have you know these cameras available, you could rent two. 4K cameras or mm-hmm. or UHD cameras, whatever it is that are that will record at a higher resolution than your deliverable, so that you can do the punch in kind of 
um, you know, two camera look, a wide and a close, mm-hmm. but you're just doing the close in post. Yeah. And and it gives you more room to edit and it gets more comfortable for the viewer to watch. Exactly. Okay. And one thing that I, I, I don't think we've talked about yet either is we assume that everyone has, they have to be equal distant around the, the table. And that's not necessarily true. If you had four people, even around a round table, you could have them squished together on like one side and take up 180 degrees of the table. That's true. That's you know, true. Which, yeah. if you don't have four cameras laying around or three cameras laying around, that might be the best way to do it, mm-hmm. um, is to have one on the wide shot oh, and yeah, then yeah. another one punched in and then panning in between people. That that might be a good way that to do it. That wouldn't be so distracting. I could see that working out really Cause well. Because you could always actually, cut to yeah. the wide shot if somebody blurts out. You know, and then For if you sure. happen to get a good shot with the uh, the punched in camera, then that's great. Um, let's talk about audio next. If it's an ideal situation, I would say you would have every person have their own mic. It would probably be some kind of dynamic mic, like a, a lav, something like that that doesn't like grab the sound around it so much. You have to be pretty close to the mic so that everyone yeah. has their yeah. own track and they aren't bleeding into each other as much. Yes, that's probably the best way to do it. I agree. Now. Not everyone has four labs laying around. Sure. You might just sure. have, you know, what you what you got. You might have one one shotgun mic. Exactly. Style. Yeah. And I think um, you could probably use a shotgun mic if you had somebody that was just in charge of moving the shotgun mic around. Like, and like they, a boom operator. Yeah, right? they had a boom mic operator and you had it in between all of them and pointed at the person who's talking and you point it, like move in between. Like that would probably work. Um, I don't know if it would be ideal, but you'd probably get pretty good sound out of it. I think, I think you could use that exact application if you had to Yes. and get a, a workable product. But I think you would be doing a little more post-production work in the audio department. Probably. Because you're probably going to have to be boosting the moments where the microphone is switching between talent. Yeah. Right. Cause mm-hmm. somebody might be talking way over here and then like, oh, okay, now the, now the mic's on them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you might need to boost that up and then blend it to make it sound like it's natural and in the same space and, yeah. and all that. So yeah. Yeah. But and um, that's even in an ideal environment. If you had a environment that maybe had a, you know, a refrigerator or some kind of hum in the background. Oh yeah. That's just going to be amplified any time that you need to really boost that signal too. Right. So that's going to, that's going to yep. suck too. Yeah. Which is a problem that the, uh, the lav mics would solve yeah. because it'd be more focused on that, on the talent's voice and not the, not yeah. the environmental sounds because of the proximity of the, the microphone. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. So we, what was one of the options that we talked about kind of like a, uh, a, a tip for an outside of the box kind of approach to to this production. Generally, with dialogue, you want to bring the mic as close as you can to the person who's talking. Yeah. Because it's going to be better if it's closer than far away. So if you just have your on camera mic, and you, and you somehow got in this situation, um, and you don't have any type of audio setup, yeah. yeah. Uh, what you could do in a pinch is just put some something that records audio closer to them yes um something we've done in the past is just like turn on voice memo on your iphone and put it in their front pocket or even like tape it to their shirt under their sweatshirt or yep. something yep and it's it sounds like pretty darn good it's surprise it's shockingly good yes it really is and and in a pinch it's nice to know that like you can always do that yeah if needed right yeah and, and of course you want to try to you know 
hide that because you you put a big heavy metal thing on <laughs> yes. the inside of someone's shirt. Yeah, you know, and Generally it's gonna and it's best. gonna it's gonna look weird. It's gonna yeah. look crazy, and you might not have that option depending on the type of clothing that the person's wearing, mm-hmm. right? That yeah. might not be an option. Um, so yeah, you need to kind of, uh, I mean, I, I've even done a few, uh, weddings before where mm-hmm. I've had to just set a recorder on top of the PA Oh yeah, and record the output of the <sighs> PA, That's awful. which is horrible, Yeah, but with a little tweaking, it was totally usable. Yeah. Right. Usable. Um, mm-hmm. another thing we talked about was like, we, we've, we've totally done this before, um, We've gone to uh, Best Buy and purchased the little Sony voice recording mm-hmm. devices. Yeah. They were like, like what? 50 50, bucks. $50 yeah. right? Um, they they record uh, MP3, mm-hmm. right? But at a pretty darn good bit rate. Yeah. It's actually really good. Um, it has onboard, mem- onboard flash memory, or you can put in a micro SD card and it takes two AA batteries. The things run forever. Yeah. Okay, you don't ever have to worry about checking them, which yep. is nice. You just know that they're on and there's a lock on the on the side. So if for some crazy reason a button does get hit, it's not going to affect it as long as that lock yeah. is engaged. But you can plant that somewhere like on the table. Like let's say there's like a, a centerpiece of flowers or something. Mm-hmm. You could put a couple of those in a pinch yeah. in there. And if if your gain is set, Probably pretty high because you're yeah. going to be, you know, probably a couple feet away from from sure. the talent, and at least pointing up at their head. Yeah, you're probably going to get something that's good, yeah. and you could probably do the same thing with a phone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Usable audio. That that's the thing. Like, that's what it comes down to. Definitely. Yeah, it doesn't have to be the best. It doesn't ha- not necessarily. Thing. Yeah, exactly. The thing is, like, if you have the money, um, you need to spend it on audio equipment. Okay. Oh, for sure. You need to do that. Oh my gosh. But if you're in a situation where you're like, crap, I was not prepared for this. Like, and you're just like, I have an hour before I shoot and I don't know what I'm going to do. Yep. Like this stuff will work. Yep. Um, and it will probably save your butt. For sure. But, um, but yeah, I, I definitely, it, it, it's funny what you can get away with sometimes. Like I remember shooting, um, uh, it was for, uh, graveyard cars. Mm-hmm. We went on a, um, a road trip. And we had to shoot from, like, the very back seat of this, like, Suburban. Yeah. And uh, we were zoomed in on the driver who was talking. And uh, I forgot exactly why we had to sit way back there, but we did. And so um, I put my phone up on the in the visor and <laughs> recorded his voice like that. Oh, and it nice. turned out super great. Like, it was totally awesome. Nice. And it's just – and it's funny because, like, you normally wouldn't – and this is, like – if you ask a professional, they'd be like, that's a no-no, man. Like, you got to record uncompressed. Yeah, you're like, stupid. You're a stupid idiot. But chances are nobody's going to notice, and you're going to look like a rock star because you actually got good audio. Yeah, you came through in a pinch where it didn't look like you could come through. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the I think it's the, uh, um, not the Tascam, but the Rode mic uh-huh. app. Oh yeah, road record. Let's, Super good. Road record. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Let you let you uh record like yeah, you 24-bit wave. Yep. Yep. You can that record is cool. super good stuff. Yeah, I mean that's that's awesome. So, just options, things to think of um in a position where you might not have the ideal setup, but a little out of the box thinking can get you pretty far. For sure. Yeah. So, um as far as lighting, uh, cuz I think that's the, yeah. the last last yeah. thing we haven't talked about um 
Like I said, I think ideally you would want some kind of diffused source probably above them because then you aren't dealing so. with light stands and it's nice and soft and it's the same on everybody, you know? Right, right, um, right. And so... So a big Chimera or exactly. a, a heavily diffused Kino or yeah. something like that. Something something nice like a that. a high output that's very diffused. Exactly. Yeah. And so um, if you don't have that, uh, again, if you're in a situation where you're like, wow, I didn't really think about this. Um, if you go to the hardware store, like if you have 50 bucks and you go to the hardware store and you get a fluorescent light, get 5,600 Kelvin uh, bulbs, bulbs yep. Yep. and you can like throw that on a C stand above people, mm-hmm. like that will look pretty darn good. Well, a lot of them come with chains too. Yeah, exactly. So you could, so you could, you could probably you could hang, hang it from something too. Now, obviously you want to take safety into consideration sure. at every single part, part of, of the process in any production that you're doing, Yeah, right? You don't want to be hanging some janky electrical equipment. <laughs> Just... From Don't, your uh, talent's the, head, right? That's the wire I call the shocky wire. Don't touch that. That's shocky. <laughs> but yeah. again. Don't electrocute your cast. Don't hurt anyone. Be safe. And yep. if it's safe, then do this. Yep. So let's just disclaimer that exactly. super hard. Exactly. Yeah, but that, that's the thing with lighting. It's, it's whatever works. You can get the same look from you know, a DIY setup that costs two hundred dollars. Absolutely, that you could with you know a two thousand dollar light. For sure, for sure. You just have to use it right, and yep. it might look a little bit more janky in the yeah. setup, but the image on screen can look very, very similar. And you can take uh, as far as diffusion, you could take uh, like like the the baking wax paper mm-hmm. and and straight up like paper clip that to the outside of the uh, the shop light. So you could put something up there to diffuse it. Um, I've also seen on on Film Riot, uh, Ryan Connolly is just a wizard with DIY lighting sure. stuff. He's awesome. Um, like a a super cheap uh, like shower curtain. Mm. Not not like the curtain, but like the one that goes on the inside of the tub. Yeah, like the liner. The, the liner thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've seen him like straight up like cut the inside of that out to the shape of a light. Yeah. And then put that up against it. And it's like, it works. It yeah. freaking works. Or just white bounce cards, just like white paper mm-hmm. he's put up on the side to like add some fill to a person's light. Yeah, exactly. It's just stuff like that that, you know, if you if you... If you know about these techniques ahead of time, Mm -hmm. when you get in situations that are stressful and demanding and they need you to make a decision right away, you kind of have a bank of things to go to that you can play around with to try and make it work. And nine times out of 10, one of those things is going to work. So hopefully the things that we've talked about today can give you a little more of of a bank of ideas to put in that category, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that I think that's good. So, I mean, that's pretty much our thoughts on like this setup and kind of how we would do it and under ideal circumstances, under not so ideal. So, hopefully, you guys learned something, enjoyed this uh, random banter um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of what we would do in this I think situation. It was good stuff. Yeah, it was good. You know, it was good. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, if you guys like this, uh, make sure to let us know in the comments on SoundCloud. Also, make sure to subscribe to the podcast here on iTunes. Yes. And follow us on SoundCloud. 
all the things that you're supposed to do, and for updates on Ground Control, Wave Brigade, Fangs, and all of the things Release the Hounds, make sure to visit rthstudios.com. Sign up for our newsletter. Yeah. Oh, and we will be sending you all the good things. Well, yeah, you'll be up to speed on everything we do. You'll get advance notice on all the products that we put mm-hmm. out. And you'll get discounts. And you get, you get discounts. Speaking of discounts. Yeah. Speaking of discounts, if you go to either Ground Control or Wave Brigade, you get 15, 1-5% off anything you buy if you use the code Video Dog Pound. Yep. So check that out. All lowercase, all one word. Mm. Mm-hmm. Tasty. Tasty. Tasty discounts. Would there be an outro button around here? Uh, yeah. I found it! For show notes on this episode, as well as more information on Wave Brigade, Ground Control Color, or Fangs Film Gear, go to rthstudios.com. <laughs>